You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The River After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's The River After Show. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another After Buzz After Show for The River Season 1, Episode 7, entitled The Experiment. Uh, I am Kristen Carney, your host, with some lovely, lovely ladies who like it hot, like it cold. They like it every way possible. I've got Molly Harper to my left. Hi. Anna Koppel. And Kendra Kawasai, people Hi. I've grown so close with over these uh, last week's text messages. Thank you. <laughs> Thank over you. the last hours. Last hours. <laughs> uh, we watched the seventh episode of the eight-episode series of The River, and tonight we got some places, and we found Dr. Emmett Cole, which basically seemed like that's the whole series, but they still have another episode to go, so I think we're going to continue to see some drama. <laughs> what do you guys feel about tonight's show? Anybody? Any? I'm with actually all corpses actually right now from the river. And we're all they're all dead. I brought them with, with me. I think we're all just traumatized. I mean, it was obviously ridiculous, but I loved it. I mean, I love zombie movies. Um, I prefer them to vampire movies, and I just I loved it. Um, it's definitely just took a sudden turn from where the series has been going, but um, because, you know, in the beginning it started out just like, you know, myths um, that as we sort of researched uh, were kind of true, at least based in truth. Um, but tonight it just, you know, it was like a terrible horror movie. I still loved yeah. it. I thought it was, it was great. It was. I it, it was, was great. It was like the actress who gets cast in the first, their first role, and they were like, "Oh, it was this terrible horror movie." And I'm not <laughs> saying that the show was terrible, but it kind of had that feel. It was like kind of this gritty, uh, you know, horror movie where there's blood and guts and women, you know, scared and running and boobies and stuff like that. There weren't as many boobies. <laughs> and bugs. There's bugs. a big bug that yeah. Lena fan on the show. Yeah. It was great. We really did. We had, we did have a whole array of scary tonight. Last week compared to this week, I think last week was much more tamed and mild so I preferred last week um, to this week I'm not super blood guts kind of girl I mean I am in rea- reality you know everyday life I love blood <laughs> sure, guts sure. I prefer it but no I'm just kidding um, but tonight we saw bugs we saw uh, corpses we saw zombies we saw so good Cocoons. Like yeah, like a woman's placenta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, um, gr- that was gross. Um, yeah, that was nasty. Did we see any goat, any actual, do you think, spirits? No. Okay. No, we didn't see any spirits. We saw the dragonflies again. The dragonfly. Yeah. And we the saw flies. those, like, locust types. 
Right. Yeah. Right. And sex, you may have said that already. Which you thought right. were maggots. Right. You and then I was wrong. like, maggots don't fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> new species. It's like the new term, like when maggots fly. It's like, well, they did, so. <laughs> um, this week, though, it was so, um, just so incredibly different from last week, because last week a lot of our discussion was how we thought, you know, maybe all of the spirit was like lending some positivity <laughs> like it was TGIF yeah, on yeah, the yeah, yeah. and that definitely went out the window yeah it did and I, I know Anna liked it I know you're more of a fan of that kind of stuff um, but I do feel like in today's in today's episode it lost a little of the message mm-hmm. it gained more excitement but it lost a little message I'd like to see the show having both at the same time mm-hmm. yeah you know the message and the excitement um, but we we you know we we found Emmett um, and and I think I think Emmett um, is going to I don't really know what I'm going to say here but we found him and I just kind of want to get into that because it's it is a big moment it's almost like they found him and then they forgot they found him and just kind of went on and they were like oh we're back on the boat so I want to make this more <laughs> of a celebratory moment we found yeah. Dr Emmett Cole which for the past, thank you yes. Yes. They should have had like yeah, they should have applause something <laughs> like it was just like, Oh, yeah. he's here and and they changed it they put him in clothes and dried him off before they brought him up outside, which I thought was really funny. Um, because they were dragging him along all that dirt. Yeah. And if they hadn't clothed him, he, he would, would be been... sticking to all the dirt. Yeah, like right. if you wear chapstick and like dirt blows up on your yeah. lips, it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah. you're wearing a lipstick a lip, of dirt. A gravel. Yeah. yeah. But um but I'm glad they found him. I think, you know, if the episode goes any further it'd be cool to have him around, but I don't or not the episode, if the if the sh- series Seems, goes yeah. any further. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. can just go back to doing his show like nothing ever happened. <laughs> right, right, right. The reporters are good. Yeah. The thing that's so um, amazing, I guess, in the Amazon is that after, you know, this happened with Jonas, too. Like, they're just, like, inches from death, you know, and we're like, we got to keep an eye on him. Hook him up to an IV. And then suddenly they're just, like, up and everything's cool, you know. <laughs> Emmett saves everybody from a zombie because right. he's got a shotgun and, mm-hmm. like, killer abs. Right. So. Right. He did have killer abs. He did. That's Literally. What, that's what they yeah. stole him for. They wanted yeah. to figure out the signs behind those abs at that age. Yeah. 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 It, was, it wasn't the gun that killed the zombie. Right. 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 So how do you think... Um, how do you think Tess was in behaving with um, Katie Featherson's character? Do you think that was warranted to speak to her like that after after the girl also went through a traumatizing experience? Or what do you guys think? I thought it came out of left field a little bit. Yeah. Like, why does she all of a sudden hate her so much? Well, oh, you know... she left her husband for dead. Yeah, but... I mean, but you do think you are in very. I mean, considering the circumstances, can you You're blame like, her? Yeah, but that was nothing. Yeah. yeah. Considering. Yeah. I think she was... I thought it was unnecessary. It was premature. And she was a little optimistic to say, when the reporters come to your door, exactly. you remember right. what you're going to say. Yeah, I was exactly. like, reporters? Yeah. We're, we're, not, get we're yeah. not out of yeah. magus and... You're assuming anybody cares. One of my main issues is that everyone keeps talking about when we go home, when we go home. Like, from the beginning of the series, they started out in, like, basically uncharted territory. Like never before seen land I mean or rarely before seen land how do they so easily think they're going to find their way home I don't know and that like kind of gets on my nerves every time they bring it up I'm like so you just know how to turn around and go right back to where you came from they were making a map as they went Mm -hmm. so I guess they're going to follow their handwritten but map. But back, backtracking yeah. out is going to be just as difficult as, as they had to, you know, sure. go through getting in because it's the same obstacle. Or what makes them again. think they can get out? 
Right. Well, I think that's where maybe the, some of the drama will come next week. Yeah. Um, it would be cool if they could, because they have those phones, just call for a helicopter, you know. Yeah, they may as well. <laughs> well like, okay, we're done. Kurt yeah, has that phone. Yeah. Kurt has that yeah. phone, and we yeah. have to get into Kurt. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. He is... He, we've called, you know, we've we've called that he is a bad, you know, he might have bad intentions. Tonight we saw that he had a love interest who he was engaged to named Hannah or Hannah, and she was German, mm-hmm. and um, which makes me wonder why he loved her. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and Burn. <laughs> I'm Where's German. the sound effect? I'm German. I am German. There is no sound effect. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the no sound effect. Unnecessary roughness. <laughs> It was necessary. Um, That's funny. So we we see that Kurt has a love interest. That would have answered our questions as to is is Kurt bad? Is he hiding something? However, it didn't answer the question because regardless that he had the love interest, he still said at the end of the episode, I'm going to kill Dr. Emmett Cole. He said it to AJ who doesn't speak German. Right. Right. And uh, so I don't know. I kind of don't know what to do with that scene. Yeah, I don't know his intentions there. It's kind of a passive-aggressive way to say. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, but I'm not really going to tell you. So do you think... You foreign language. So if Captain Kurt has a motivation to kill Dr. Emmett Cole, do you think Emmett's hiding something that maybe this entire series we haven't known about yet? Because, you know, if Kurt's just going to jump on board to go wreck rescue his love I can see that but why would he have something in for Hannah do you think maybe they had an affair or you know I don't know well I think this goes back to you know Hannah or Hannah um shot these other doctors saying like this research can never leave here um and if you'll recall a few maybe it could have been the first episode I don't know but um Kurt was on his phone and he was like have you found the source yet because if you have you know, we'll turn around or off something right. to that. So I don't know if maybe the two, he and his lover, like trying to find the source together and they don't want anybody else to know about it. Emmett knows too much. Um, would be my best guess. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that brings up a bigger issue that if the series doesn't continue past the first season, I feel like those questions will go unanswered. But I like that idea that maybe Kurt and his girlfriend or fiance were wanted to claim the source, right? Or wanted maybe the the prize that comes along with it, or the and not like a cash prize, but maybe the bigger picture prize. But then why the did notoriety? Wasn't it Hannah that shot? The doctor, right? So why would she do that if she, I feel she like thought she could figure out the recipe? The <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> think, of, you know, like the, the antidote, but you, you know, the cure. Yeah, the cure. Yeah, the cure. Yeah. yeah. You guys found the recipe for AIDS yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The recipe for the sword. Oh, Paul. Well, I think the doc. I think the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> who were who were trying to you know figure out a cure or something? We are science dweebs, clearly. I don't think we that are, they, but it's, yeah, yeah. I think that they were doing it in the wrong way. Where I would assume Hannah would have um, been looking out for the best interest of the potion or whatever. <laughs> now it's a potion. <laughs> Love potion over nine. The concoction. We are yes, smart. Concoction. <laughs> Recipe concoction. I mean, anyway, that's what I just don't know Hannah's rule. One thing that I liked good, whether Kurt is go- good or bad, I liked how they went into his backstory and showed some flashbacks to his past because we've seen a little bit that of that now with Lena's interview with Jonas, and we saw that obviously a lot with um, Dr. Emmett and a little bit with um, 
you know, Lincoln and his childhood, but not every character have we seen some backstory. Like, we don't really know any of AJ's or Clark's. Well, a little bit of Clark's they've shown, um, but not if it hadn't anything to do with Tess. So I just wish that they did that with more of the characters because it was nice to kind of get to know where they came from, a little bit more about their, you know, personal life and what brought them out there or what brought them to the adventure in the first place. And um, that was... I, I wish that they had done with that that with everybody and I hope that if you know the the season the uh, it gets picked up for a second season that they go into that a little bit yeah. more yeah, yeah we talked about that ever since mm-hmm. the first episode they yeah. were hoping to see more background and mm-hmm. they have kind of pulled maybe like once or twice per episode they have pulled a little something they in. were listening to my notes they were they were <laughs> and they should yeah. well like today Clark uh, divulged that he raised money for this whole mission Mm-hmm. I don't think we knew that before. Yeah, we definitely didn't know that. So that was nice. A little invested. It just would have been nice to know that because then we would have known why they were so invested or, mm-hmm. you know, why they're there. Yeah. You know, because yeah. another thing is that they're going into very dangerous scenarios like they did tonight. And, you know, I just keep reminding myself that, like, these are production crew members. They're not, like, FBI right. or right. firefighters. Or right. They don't have, like, a tough right. job by nature. So it's kind of, you know... It's kind Good of to know their motivation. Yeah, you know, people don't just wake up in the morning and they're go. Like, you know, yeah, I'm I want to really... bust through a door of uh, screaming people and flies. Right. So <laughs> let's so let's try to figure out why. Wh- okay, we saw the zombies, but why did we see the zombies? Why are now? It's like it's it's a little bit of the issue of like it's the new monster for the week. It's like mm-hmm. oh, it's monster of the week, you know, <laughs> and it's like they are zombies today, and, and I just I'm wondering where these zombies came from who is making them into zombies do, how do they become zombies because we have show you know like if you have a show about zombies like the walking dead like it's all it's about zombies zombie. right yeah and this is like a little bit like me as a teenager like total identity crisis you know am i like a skateboarder chick or am i a prep you know and yeah. it's like i'm neither but uh you know it's like you have to go through these phases and and luckily if we live long enough, we can live to figure out who we actually are and we can be ourselves as we get older. But the show, I don't know if it's going to make it into its maturity to be itself. Yeah. But I'm just trying to figure out who it is. And, and these zombies um, are really just confusing me. There has to be some explanation because there are only eight episodes, so you would think that they would, like, figure that out. Um I think it has something to do with... Right before Hannah came in and shot the doctors, he said something like... Um, I need another specimen, has to be at least 50 years old and have the lungs of a teenager Teenager, or something. Um, So I think he needed to transfer something over in order for this potion (laughs) recipe um, to be uh, helpful instead of hurtful. And I think uh, because it was sort of stopped in the middle um, that it, it became mutated. Or something. Oh, right, right. So, I mean, right. I don't... Yeah, that's, that but, answers my question, kind of. I mean, that's pretty much... But then why did he say, clear the room? Because... Would it, he wouldn't have known it It already had mutated, right? I th- well, I think they, they let on that once it hit the air... That it was like an airborne, yeah. yeah. Something like that. So and it was already that's why he needed. Then. But that's why he needed another specimen, was to transfer that. Right. But I'm just saying, I think it was already an issue in right. the recipe. In the recipe, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, your mic's your mic's not working. We have a thought coming from a brain. The source, <laughs> but the mic is not attached to the brain. It is. It's no, not. I mean, on. I can hear you outside of. Oh. No, just over the. Oh, there, there it is. Okay. 
Could um, <laughs> the brain. Could the source be a cure for something? And maybe, you know, they're testing, you know, just random people in the middle of the, you know, Amazon, Amazon trying to find a cure for something and maybe, you know, it went wrong and you have some, you know, Definitely. It said zombie they were, action going on now. Yeah, it said they were working on so cellular good. alterations. Yeah. Um, and and the, mutation. Yeah, and the white, they had like a, like a, like a chalkboard or something of all different, um, I don't know, like, like um, I know. Cause I, I, failed, I failed chemistry. Recipes. Um, they had a lot of different recipes on that board. <laughs> yeah. None of them called for carrots. And they were really advanced. So and yeah. Lincoln said that they were <laughs> looking <laughs> for a specific gene sequence. Right. So I wonder, your, that's a good point. I wonder formulas. if the source had anything to do with figuring out these formulas, but the source being, you know, another level of spirituality you know, having to come into play. And that's interesting because God and science never really mixes. You know, if you're a scientist, you're usually an atheist or, you know, believe in that's evolution. That's not true. Well, no, usually, yeah. I mean, that's just basic. Einstein. Right, but basic, if you Kaylin. ask... <laughs> she is a scientist. No, I mean, in just in general, science. Kaylin. <laughs> Well, I have a thought, though, Kristen, based on... First of all, none of us would be sitting here if we were any good at chemistry, so excuse us for that. It's a good point. I was good at chemistry. Me too. I said here. I I was good (laughs) at chemistry. (laughs) I believe that. Okay. Was that your favorite subject? No. (laughs) My feelings on what you were saying earlier about, like, it feels a little bit like Monster of the Week or Spirit of the Week is that I remember um, reading an interview about when this whole series started... um, you know, when the director, Oren Pelly and Steven Spielberg got together, Oren had actually said to Steven that he was interested in producing another film. And Steven Spielberg said, why do that when you can do a TV series that can scare people each week in a different location? And I thought that was interesting because this series isn't going to different locations, but the anticipation is that if it gets picked up for other seasons is that it will. So I think they'll have to change its name to, like, The Mountain. Something else, but anyway, but I think along those lines, I don't know. Along those lines, I think that they they're they're trying a lot of things, and they're trying to see maybe what sticks, and that they're getting a little kind of. I think it's really inconsistent. And um, a girl that um, watches the show and watches us emailed me and said, um, you know. She's a huge, huge fan. She said, however, I was a little thrown off by tonight with all the zombies because she's like, what's next? Werewolves and vampires in the next episode? It's like, it just kind of makes you get thrown off each week. Because, you know, last week we were thinking this was like a beautiful, kind of cool spirit that guided you into the afterlife. And this week, it just seemed like it was there to terrorize and that it doesn't ever seem to match up. So part of me just wonders if the producers were getting a little bit carried away with the idea that they could be so thrilled by scaring us each week that they didn't know what to do and they're just like let's try this okay let's try this and they're trying a million things and maybe seeing what what sticks so yeah possibly you know but a show when you know you only have because this is kind of not technically a mini series but it was like picked up halfway through the season and so these shows are bought for shorter amounts of time and so they know they only have eight episodes to kill it you know and you want to kill it so that you get picked up and you want you know so I think that's you know, they probably are trying to find their voice, but it's mm-hmm. like in that short amount of time, yeah, they, you should, have to they find should have it focused it a little yeah, bit and just, you know, like gone, gone for the the gold with one idea. Right. Um, I think that would sit well, sit better with people. Um, but 
I think that's where they're losing people a little bit. Yeah. Just like from what I've read about people who like the show but are frustrated, it just seems like that's the main complaint. They're like, I can't follow what's going on week to week. Right. It's just, it's 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 like a one-off in a sense. Exactly. Every week is its own show. Like, you could watch the show and kind of have somewhat of an idea if you only saw one episode. It's, a, it's like a little mini movie but, or something. And, yeah. and their pattern is kind of to, in the next episode, they'll show more backstory. Right. So maybe there's a connection with... Uh, you know, the Zulus and trying to kind of show us that uh, the humans are, you know, getting involved in their world yeah. and trying to disturb their world. So maybe the asylum was used to kind of bottle whatever they th- they thought the spirit to be and then it kind of took its own course. Yeah. And now it's like a recipe. Well, I, I noticed that the zombies, <laughs> the zombies and the corpses in the room all pretty much looked white. They didn't look like Zulus. They looked like they were like people from Western societies mm-hmm. coming in. So I don't know if that has anything to do with the Zulus like world be- being interrupted. Because if you look at the guy who was the Zulu, he clearly looked like very tribal, almost but Native American. Maybe it was to use, on, you know, like how they use animals for perfume or you know, which they shouldn't. Right. But they're using their people to experiment and then they'll use it on the Zulus. Right, right. It's just a theory. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm, I'm kind of like agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like in... You're like, why are you attacking me? <laughs> I'm just saying I think maybe like like West, they were becoming westernized in a sense and the Zulus world was being interrupted and they were being experimented upon and somehow these other people got, muta- uh, got the mutation mm-hmm. that were like just the, you know, the people coming from other lands and then ended up dead. I don't know, but it's very... I'm very. Com- our conversation is very convoluted right now because the show went in that direction. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like um, the last two weeks have been completely different shows from the first five episodes. Yeah. yeah. The first five were really cohesive and, and I just don't know what's been happening lately. But, um... But let's let's talk about the asylum a little bit more. I know we've mentioned it a few times, but I love that asylum. I do too. It was so scary. I do too. <laughs> you loved it. I was it. screaming. Well, I mean, it was entertaining. I, was I did enjoy that part of it. It was entertaining. Well, it's hard after researching it, kind of watching it. I'm try- I was trying to look at it as they weren't in Hawaii; they were in the Amazon, and I was trying to look at it as it wasn't probably a set. You know, because oh, I had just yeah. been researching it. I will talk about it a little, like more in depth when we come back for the from the commercial break. But um, but. It, it, you know, it, it is actually in use right now, but yeah, I'll oh, get really? to that a little we'll bit. After. All right, yeah. it was actually, I think I mentioned it during the show, it felt like watching a video game, almost like Modern Warfare or something, where they kept it was like a long chapter, yeah. and then they got to the end, and you're like, oh, we didn't, it's not the end of the right, game, right? Right, right, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, what do you, what do you guys think the timeline was in the, asi- in the asylum? Um, because it, it had it gave us different cues. Um, Captain Kurt saw the saw a car parked and he touched the key and he said and he turned it and he said this car hasn't been used in months. But then you went inside and there was wet blood and there were phones yeah. that were ringing that didn't you know, charging batteries had still mm-hmm. been working. Yeah. So and I'm not saying that in a critical way, but do you guys think that um, that something happened like and they, they've been there for a really long time but they've been functioning because they're all zombies like so there's still activity or maybe he was just off in his estimate yeah I don't know yeah, because he didn't even try to start the car yeah he just touched the <laughs> key he just touched the key and went hasn't been used in months yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was a great impression thank you yeah. it was very German yeah, it confused. Was. <laughs> 
But, um, <laughs> but it was like, how do you know? You didn't even try to start the thing. You didn't even pump the gas pedal. I thought he was going to. I think you know. No, he did the other way. Wiggle. Yeah. And he took it out. Well, he might know when that car was used. It yeah. might be fine because he took the keys and just put yeah, them in his pocket. Yeah, so. he saved Yeah, to probably use the ca- have the car yeah. with you so right. to get away. back on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> right. When they rescue him. Right. And right. everyone else right. has to perish. What? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead, please. What happened in that hallway when there was a bunch of gunfire? Um, and I thought I heard somebody say, he won't be coming with us. So my assumption at that point was that Kurt had, like, killed, killed AJ. A- mm-hmm. but AJ was, I, I assume he killed Hana and then himself. Oh. But then he popped up. But then he was he was there. Yeah. Is he a zombie? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Anything's but, possible at this point. Could, he could be. And we he saw that scene of uh, Kurt with Jahel when he grabbed her. But we don't know if it was him for sure, but he it looked like yeah, his watch. Yeah. And she ran, like crazy so we don't know if he was protecting her from Hannah that was outside or if he was trying to hurt her because they wouldn't show it was very yeah. uh, you know it was quick it was really quick and it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like a wide shot clearly they wanted to have you not know what was going, like, going on yeah yeah and somebody one of you mentioned it was the first time that Yael didn't have any idea what was going on uh, yeah. but just also <laughs> oh one thing that Kurt said is as the zombies were like uh, 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 walking around, he goes, "They're hungry," <laughs> and it's like, so obviously he knows when they're hungry. <laughs> yeah, because they have the recipe. There were so many recipes. What? All this unapproved. All this. I know you would think the show is a comedy, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just. That's true. <laughs> they haven't actually really had tons of comedic oh, relief God. at all. <laughs> well, one, like, fun, one funny moment was when Tess was in the, when they were all in the asylum and there was that ding, 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 ding sound and it was a wind chime and Tess went, it's a wind chime. <laughs> and it was like, and? In her face. Like, <laughs> Is something scary going to happen now? And I was like, why are wind chimes used? Like, Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wind chimes are always used to signal something creepy that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And it, because of that, like, whenever I'm anywhere that has one, I'm like, what kind of creep lives in this house? <laughs> what kind of psychopath lives My mom is such a creep. Then. She has, like, wind chimes everywhere. Your mom is. I can't take a freaking nap. <laughs> So <laughs> it's not calming. No, it's just ding ding ding. I like when there's like a train coming. I like no, the wind chimes. Coming. Would. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> well, <laughs> the wind chime did though bring them. It was you know probably used as a vehicle to get them over to where Emmett was, even though that wasn't Emmett flashing you know right. there to get to get their attention. Um, but okay, we saw him in like a placenta. We saw him in yeah. a... Who, who put it that, in there? The that source, scene reminded me so much of a movie. You guys remi- might remember the movie I'm talking about, and I can't remember the name of it, but it came out in about 1994, and it was about a whole bunch of guys who were tree choppers. <laughs> they cut down trees for a living. Lumberjacks. <laughs> Lumberjacks, yeah. <laughs> they were tree choppers. And, um, oh, again... We are on point tonight. <laughs> and, um... And then they got abducted by UFOs. Tell me you saw this movie. <laughs> I'm still on the tree chopper. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, they were all wrapped up in cocoons like that. And every, it was like a spitting image was it of the cocoon? No. Who was one of the main actors? Do I don't remember? know. It was, I was in like seventh grade. <laughs> I was in fourth grade. 
That was an age disc. Wow. Yeah, that was an age <laughs> He's like, I wasn't even born yet. Um, I'll, it'll come to me. But anyway, it was like a total replica of one of those scenes. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It, yeah, you should. But oh. about lumberjacks who get abducted by UFOs. No, check Tree good. Choppers. It's based choppers. on a true story. It's frightening. I don't know why my parents took me to Tree choppers. choppers. I was like 12. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Tree Choppers. <laughs> anyway, right, anyway uh, okay. yes, they were in cocoons, like the tree trap, tree choppers, and um, or he was in a cocoon. Yeah. Who, who put him there? The the, the dragonflies, the dragonflies. It's so weird. Like, it, the you zombies. Would, you would think it's because they wanted to preserve him for some reason, right? Right. Yeah. He definitely. To me, it was like he was. He was like I said, like the queen bee. Like yeah. she. He was in his hive, yeah. and they were all like worshiping him. And that's where I was wondering if it was a good idea to even cut him out of there, because maybe it was. Yeah, he was in the middle of I marinating. Maybe there'd be like an earthquake or something as soon as they cut him open. Like you well, know, like she's mad. Yeah. Mother Nature, or whoever the source but he is. He could have been like unplugged or something. You know, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. She could have messed up that whole. Definitely. I don't know. What yeah. What was his speech about? Um, about the cocoons earlier. Remember, he was saying, "Oh, look at how Mother Nature provides." Um, Emmett's yeah, speech. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was from it was from like an earlier interview in like two thousand two yeah. or something. It's like look at how Mother Nature provides. She'll like keep like in a cocoon until yeah, oh, shelter yeah. until there's enough food or something. Wasn't that the last episode? Was I think it was the last episode? No, that no, was tonight. The flashback. Yeah. So it was a flashback I, video. So I googled it. And it's called Fire in the Sky. Fire in the Sky. Fire in the Sky. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that movie's terrifying. You have to see that movie. I've never seen it. It's our homework. <laughs> so good. So good. That's our homework. Okay. Yes. So good. Should I watch um, it? Again? <laughs> it kind of reminded me of Amber. You know how Amber like preserves mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. you can take it back. I don't know. It's you like learned that Jurassic Park. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah. They, like, they were trying to preserve him. Sorry. Yep, for yeah. future testing of um, <laughs> samples of recipes. I mean, he's probably the 50-year-old man who has lungs like a teenager. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, he, yeah. was the spe- he was the one. Yes. yes. Yeah. I wish, though, that they, they they had him there. They had him right there. The You know, the family, everybody. I'd be like, what the hell happened? <laughs> no one asked him what happened. They just, well, I mean, we was, haven't seen the conversation. He, yeah. But, you know, he came to and he was lying in the bed and came up and, like, shot somebody. Right. But, but I wish they picked his brain a little bit so it gave us a little information of either if he, A, remembered anything and, B, I just hit my mic. Because he, he, he seemed like he was normal, right? Yeah, he he knew. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. he he was seemed with it enough to go in and say, "How oh, was my funeral?" Yeah, like that, no, like, that really was like so line. rude. I wanted to be like, you know what? And then say something expletive because it's like we've been out here looking for you. We're gonna have your you, funeral next week, buddy. We'll like, see you there. Are you seriously gonna yeah. say how was my funeral right now? Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> Wow. You should have been playing Tess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have watched that. Um, but yeah, that was rude. But maybe yeah. we'll find out he's, you know, a monster zombie killer too. Well, so I think that <laughs> I think next week we're going to see Captain Kurt taking kind of over the storyline. I think he yeah. is going to really bring the drama. I don't think it's going to be as much a sp- a spirit or a source for the finale as it is maybe for a guy who is out to kill Dr. Emmett. 
However, nothing we've protected has actually. Absolutely not. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> I know. I really have no idea. And that it doesn't have that consistent storyline exactly no. where we, you right. can really tell what's coming. Maybe it doesn't start. pick up where it's left off. No. Not really. No. 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 Not really but we do that after Buzz. Yes, we right. do. That's right. That's what we do here. Because <laughs> we are for doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dear Lord. I'm going to kill myself. Um, all right, cool. Well, I think... Um, I think we kind of broke it down. Um, if anyone has any more thoughts on it, we can definitely come back to it after this commercial break, but we're going to get into some awesome special segments, so we'll see you in a second. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV. Uh, we are here doing... I'm going to do the <laughs> intro again because I don't want to say. We are actually here doing um, another special segment for the river, which we like to call the spirity thing of the week. Um, this is where we get hands. really excited. Yeah. Yeah, spirit hands. <laughs> AfterBuzz TV exclusive. Uh, yes, yes. This is very exclusive. Ooh. It's more like spirit ghosts, not like spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is what that sound effect sounds like. Go, ghost. <laughs> Spirit thing of the week. That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Well, so we talked a lot about, or I talked, not a lot, but um, for the past two after shows, I mentioned um, that haunted asylum that they were filming in, which we have been seeing. Um, and so did a little bit more research and dug into the internet as much as I could um, without getting my fingernails too dirty. <laughs> and um, I found a few things that were interesting, yet kind of um no one no website really seemed to have the exact same story so um but all interesting and all entertaining of course and hopefully somewhat factual um the uh the asylum is actually called the waimano training school and hospital um and it's located outside of pearl city on the island of oahu um it's very small there's not many residents and again it's outside of pearl city um it's reportedly one of hawaii's most haunted locations but it interesting enough it didn't have that much information like because hawaii actually has a lot of sites direct like a ghost directory Mm -hmm. and this wasn't on all of them it was Mm -hmm. only on one or two um so i'll just get into a couple of the details um it was obviously it was it catered to the severely mentally retarded. Two episodes ago, I mentioned, and maybe the last one too. Um, one of the main stories that the act AJ um, Sean Parks, who plays AJ, mentioned um, it's uh, it was haunted because one of the main hauntings was the kids were mentally retarded and abused, and the um, they were sexually abused by one of the male nurses, and then what 
two female nurses killed that male nurse and then supposedly that was like the big haunting story but I, I found other stories um, I didn't actually find that one that the actors had had mentioned um, it closed in 1999 and one uh, one website reports that it's empty and neglected but then another one reports that it's actually being used as an art space for the disabled and it's called the Hawaii art space um, so again it's a very uh, you know conflicting um, it didn't have its own website or anything like that uh, one um, the Shadowlands Shadowlands.net had some interesting um, stories they were very short but uh, they say some of the hauntings that people have um, reported is um, one of the janitors was working on the first floor and saw a figure of a man watching him from one end of the long hallway uh, it scared him and he turned around to the, he turned around and the ghost was now on the other side of the hallway watching him so that's that's kind of cool and creepy um another reported uh, another reported story is that um a woman was run over by a car there in the 40s or 50s and she is said to really 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 dislike females so i feel her i'm just kidding um but she apparent one of the stories is um a little girl reported that there was no one around no excuse me no one around her but she's someone slapped her hand mm -hmm. and there was a handprint on her hand what? but there was no one there to actually slap That's her a smack. hand yeah it's yeah. a bitch slap yeah. <laughs> five stars five stars five stars five. her yeah 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 uh, yeah um, yeah totally like I you meant five stars yeah i was like with five. my fingers yeah <laughs> um and then just other minor reports um lights turning on and off running faucets, footsteps, items being moved, um, and then along with the woman being in the accident there and getting killed, um, there's reported a lot of just random car crashes there and some without drivers in the car, and they're crashing into the building of the... They're supposedly oh. crashing into the asylum, but no one's driving. And I don't know who's seeing this. I don't know. Yeah. They need, those ghosts need some DMV lessons, you know what I'm saying? They need really to go take a road test here or there. Um, and that's pretty much it. The Red Eye in Chicago did um, a pretty big story on it and just, um, you know, re reported basically what most of the actors said. But um, they, um, Leslie Hope, who plays Tess, said the place was haunted to the point that the security guard left screaming the first night of shooting. Wow. Oh. And, and it wasn't there. at the acting; it was at the actual ghost sign. That's, that's crazy. Because I actually, I can piggyback off of that. Um, on Fearnet.com, <laughs> uh, there was an interview with Leslie Hope, and she was asked in what ways did the filming uh, make her question her own belief in the unknown. Is that the? That's not where you. Took no, it from. no, no. Okay. Um, and she kind of went into detail about the hospital. I'll just kind of paraphrase, but quote directly um, <laughs> at the same time. Um, so she said the episode we're heading into, which I think that was the one we saw, um, continues into the finale, was shot in a real hospital for abandoned, unwanted, mentally challenged kids in Hawaii. Uh, those grounds were so riddled with bad mojo and what felt like grieving spirits that we were all freaked out to be there. Uh, some of the Hawaiians were refusing to go into the building. Apparently, there's a graveyard beside the hospital where the kids were buried, yeah. and the doctor who used to run the place was apparently decapitated by two of the head nurses there. Wow. There were kitty-sized isolation... That's ironic, the head nurses decapitated. Uh, ooh, just trying to keep it serious. <laughs> no, um, oh, yes. Um, there were kitty-sized isolation rooms and kitty-sized restraints. Uh, none of this was built by 
the crew. Uh, four people on the show, three crew, and one cast broke bones in the four days they were shooting oh. there. Uh, you walked into this place and you spent the whole time brushing off your body as if it were covered in cobwebs. Yeah, he's just reading it. Um, that's what it felt like. It was a bad feeling, and for real, you could see things out of the corner of your eye. I'm sure there's an argument about how groups of people together getting scared whip each other into a frenzy. All I can say is if you walked into that place, you'd know exactly what I was talking about. Um, that's something I probably wouldn't have put a lot of credence in if I hadn't been there myself. Interesting. So um, she just hopes that translates onto the screen, which I'm sure we felt that. Yeah. I was for a minute. Um, not It kind of left my brain really quick, like a lot of things, but um, I was looking, when we were watching it, I was looking for, like, in the corner, maybe yeah. an unintentional creepy thing. Yeah. You know, like, like they in have certain in movies. Yeah, right. like, I don't yeah, know, like Wizard of Oz or something. There's yeah. supposed to be, like, a man hanging in the bed, like, he hung himself, like, on set, or, yeah. you know, little things that weren't supposed to be in the movie. Um, but I didn't see anything, but yeah. I did look for a second. Uh, yeah, that I did. We I think we felt it from the beginning. I know you were like <laughs> doing other stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was, doing, I was doing my makeup. Not that I need it in this room. Yeah. yeah. No, oh right. Go you on. don't ever need it. Yeah. yeah. I That's it the right answer. Yeah. That's the right answer, ladies. Okay. Oh, charmer. <laughs> but yeah, it was. I was listening to um, Molly the whole time being scared, and then that scared me. Oh, yeah. And I was just yeah. like... Yeah. yeah. I, you just it, got that vibe that this was a, a haunted place. Yeah, and I think, we all, creepy place. I think we all have that sixth sense within us somewhere if we're like, willing to tap into it. And I think you know, if you did walk in there, you don't have to see anything to know. Yeah. You, you feel things. Yeah. You can know, And you apparently know. smell things, because um, Lincoln... I mean, I know it was acting, oh, show. but I'm yeah. sure there was still some kind of smell there as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. So that's kicking off. That kicked off our spirity thing of the week, and so now we have some cool ghost stories, not from the asylum, but <laughs> from the asylum of our own homes. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> Would you like to, Molly? Kick it off. Um, yeah. Sure. I will. Yeah. I. Um, so a couple years ago, I worked on Extreme Makeover Home Edition, and we traveled all over the country and stayed in a million different hotels. And we did an episode outside of Hot Springs, Arkansas. So we stayed in a hotel in Hot Springs called the Arlington Hotel. It's a huge, huge hotel. It was very. Um, like exquisite back in the 1920s when Hot Springs was a vacation destination for the affluent. And Al Capone stayed there cool. and actually built a, a trap a door underneath so he could go into hiding if necessary. So there's actually a tunnel that goes from the hotel to another place across the street. So it's got a Just rich him. history. Yeah. So we, we check into this hotel, and it's one of those places where you can tell it was fancy back in the 20s, but now it's kind of dilapidated. I was like, bummer, this is where I have to stay, you know, because <laughs> we had to stay in these places for two weeks, so Ooh. it's a long time. And so um, I go up to my room, and I just, you know, as you said, Kristen, everybody does have a sixth sense, for sure. I feel like I definitely have it maybe stronger more than some others, um, though I'm not psychic, obviously. But <laughs> maybe, maybe I am. I don't know. But I definitely have gone through life feeling a sense of spirit, and I have some other stories that relate to that. But whatever. Um, so I walk into my room, and I just had the feeling that I wasn't alone. I was like, I just feel like there's a spirit in this room. But I didn't get a feeling whether it was good or bad. Just got a feeling. So you know, I'm kind of putting away my stuff and everything, and I called downstairs for an extra blanket because my room was really cold. And um, it took and a we while. we know you don't like the cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, and it took a while, um, but finally, uh, this man showed up my door with a blanket. And then um, I said, oh, thanks so much. And then my house phone rang in my room, and uh, it was the woman from downstairs, and she said, I'm so sorry, Miss Harper, but um, we haven't forgotten about you. We're sending somebody up with a blanket. Don't worry. I said, oh, somebody just brought me a blanket. And she goes, who? I said, oh, an elderly African-American man. And she goes, Oh, that's weird. I can't think of who that would be. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Not joking. I was like, doo, 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 doo. creepy what? thing number one. Creepy thing number two was um, one day when I was walking to my scary hotel room, I saw something, a person wearing like old timey clothes and walking down the hallway. And the hallways of this place were so long. It was like the, the asylum. Yeah. The- Ooh. show tonight so long and I turn around and it's not there because it was wearing like old maids clothes like that you would see from the 1800s like old fashioned I was like weird. that's weird what are they dressed in costume with this place <laughs> turn around and they're not there I was like okay Ew. crazy you know yes I've worked some long nights but I don't think I'm crazy <laughs> enough to see things so then the next uh, the, one of the nights uh, like maybe the next night or so my um, I went to bed I woke up in the middle of the night to my TV just at full volume on and then the volume thing was going up and up and up no. so it was getting louder and louder and I was like holy so I looked at my remote control I was like did I roll over on my remote control or something I look and my remote control is on my bedside table so I was like okay you know what I've had enough so the next morning I went to our line producer and I said um look I don't want to sound like a mental case here but like a couple weird things have happened. A uh, mystery person delivered me a blanket. I think I saw something in the hallway. And last night, my TV turned on really loud out of nowhere in the middle of the night. And he said, oh, that's weird, because our makeup artist said the same thing. Ew, I want to quit. Okay. I know, I, can I leave? And we're done. That's what I said. I said, you know what? Um, so Carrie, that was the makeup artist, she and I were both like, She's like, oh, that happened to you, too? I said, yeah, my remote control was on my bedside table, so it's not like I rolled over on it. She goes, me, too. And I go, I don't even fall asleep with my TV on. She said, me, neither. So it's like it just turned on suddenly. So then Carrie and I get all scared. So we ask if we can stay in another another hotel. But then our line producer said if we stayed in another hotel, then other people would start asking, even though more and more people were saying weird stuff was happening in their rooms. So anyway, finally, Carrie and I decided we would move into a room together. I was like, let's just be roommates for the rest of the week. So we did. Anyway, so I kind of had forgotten about that whole experience because you try to tend to get these things out of your memory. And um, earlier tonight, I was going online and just Googled haunted hotel Arling- Arlington Hotel Hot Springs, Arkansas, and found a board of people who have posted all about weird things that have happened to them, one of which somebody complaining about the TV turning on in the middle of the night. Mm. And, um, you know seeing people, all kinds of stuff, um, knocking, lights turning on and off in the middle of the night for no reason. Um, so it just really spooked me out. So uh, anyway, it's just a, a crazy, crazy, crazy experience. I would never suggest going to that hotel ever. No. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Mm. Did they say anything at We're the desk? Get Did anyone kind of... In- well, it's funny because on this board where you can read about Sorry. like tons of people <laughs> posting about their experiences at this hotel, a lot of people mention, you know, if you ask the employees there, they'll say like off the record, I'll tell you some stuff that's gone on. Yeah. But apparently they don't want to say it on the record because I guess they're afraid they won't have people um, staying there. Right. But well, one other yeah. weird thing is that Al Capone's room is <laughs> locked and they don't let anyone go in it and another weird thing is that apparently a a woman died there on her wedding night a a young bride so there's definitely some weird stuff that's happened in that hotel 
people who, people who choose to like you know I'll work an overnight shift. Yeah. They are these are the they should be president. They're the strongest people yeah. in the world. Like I could never yeah. in a million years have that strength to do that. Yeah. Very cool. A cool story. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. <laughs> I know I am too. I kind of want to go home. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go home because then I want to be home. Slumber party. Yeah. Um, didn't you have a pretty cool story too? Yeah, you can go. Well, mine's, okay, um, there's two little, they're short, they're not like super detailed because they weren't my personal experience, Um, but I live, um, I grew up in upstate New York and there is um, this place called Beardsley Manor, um, which is like a castle that a man, you know, back in like, I don't know, I don't know what year, probably in, probably sometime in like the 20th century, I think maybe the early 1900s or something, um, built his wife a castle and it's um, now called Beardsley Manor and it's a place where people have dinner my senior ball was there um, it's it's cool it's like it's kind of in the woods it's up on a hill it's all like stone and it's kind of fancy people do like get get dressed up to go there um, but it's like notoriously haunted it's been on like the Discovery Channel and stuff like that um, my brother bartended there for a couple months and um, he said so basically the the castle has two floors. The ball we had was on the second floor, and um, I don't know why it's haunted. I don't know the story behind why it's haunted. I'd have to, like, remember and, and look it up. I completely forgot, but um, my brother was bartending, and a family... Um, no, okay, this is a story from a story from a story. My brother was bartending, and the woman who either manages or owns it or something now told him the story, that a family came in and they wanted to eat upstairs because that's where it's supposedly the most haunted and they came you know because they'd seen it on tv and um it what they weren't serving upstairs the upstairs wasn't they didn't have any servers up there and you know it just wasn't open for the evening and so um so the woman so the manager said you know i'm sorry we're not seating up there tonight but you're more than welcome to look around so the man went upstairs and um came back downstairs and said and was like upset because he because he said to the manager he said you know, you said you weren't serving up there and there's people eating. And she's like, there ain't nobody eating up there. Mm. And it was like a whole family, he said, sitting at a table eating, but there was nobody eating up mm. there. So that's pretty cool. And that's that's why I had a really, really bad time at my ball for <laughs> my senior year. Um, and, and then um, there are actually... Okay, and because they're such quick stories, I'm like, eh, they're not super detailed, but my mom, the house she grew up in was definitely haunted. The woman who lived in the house um, before my mother's family had died in the house, she was an older lady, she lived by herself, and um, she was always doing, like, like I, I don't know, there was bad things that happened in the house, and then there were friendly things that happened in the house, and my mom felt like the woman was more of a caretaker, but she felt like there were other things going on as well that weren't friendly, um, but you know, things like, um, you know, the door, like a door would open and slam and everyone would be in bed, but it would be like a loud slam and it was locked, all that kind of, you know, that kind of like little thing. But, um, my mom was, um, and my dad is not like a ghost guy, you know, he doesn't get spiritual. He doesn't really believe in that kind of stuff. Um, they were, this was an awkward story to hear as a child. My parents were quote unquote necking. <laughs> um, when it. they first started dating, my mom was like 19 or something. And um, they were in the living room and there was a wall here and the TV was here and my parents were on the couch and they were making out and all of a sudden this like, um, and then I was born. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was the ghost. Um, and then this, my mom said this massive like breeze flew by her like zipped by both of them and the tv shut off as it went by and then 
and then it was like a boom sound, but it was just a wall. Like, so, like, the wall was right there. So it just kind of, like, went into the wall. And then, so that was one thing. And then the other thing I'll tell you from my mom's experience was she had a Barbara Streisand record playing um, in, like, the 70s or something. And she said some type of voice came through the record. That wasn't Barbara. That wasn't Barbara. Oh. And my mom That just said, came me. Oh, it's <laughs> it's not a yes. I was like, wait, what is that? <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean no, to. Sorry. But my mom hasn't been able to listen to a, Barbara. like Barbara Streisand oh, since because oh my mom said it sounded like, in the record, was still spinning at oh, the same. So it didn't, like, slow where, like, the thing broke or right. something. Yeah. It was still spinning, but it was, like, this, like, kind of, like, demonic, like, Oh, that like really is, oh, that just gave me the horse. Me too. Chills. I have chills right now oh, thinking about it. That's so awful. So, Maybe was trying to speak through me just now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so those yeah. are some stories. I mean, so, there's more. There's that more is the most terrifying from. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. really creepy. So. Oh, I'm going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> What's your story? Um, well, I have a couple of emails that I got. Um my friend Weston said that um, there are always handprints that would show up on the kitchen window facing the church in the backyard almost every Sunday. The weird thing was that the window had two, I'm sorry, it had glass on two sides with a screen in the middle. So it's like sandwiched between the window. There was no way someone could touch the screen. The handprints would be placed so it looked like someone was looking into the house, cupped on each side of their eyes. Oh, that's so creepy. The house was built in the early 1900s and used as a stopping point for soldiers during the war. Super creepy. That's how he grew up in? Um, he lived there for a while. So, um, And then this comes from Kevin Johnston in Ontario, California. Um, we moved into a house that was still completely furnished by the previous owners. They're both dead. <laughs> we don't know if they actually died in the house or not. We still use some of their furniture. The husband's name was Robert. We refer to him as Bobby. The grandfather clock that Bobby had built was chiming for no reason. We hadn't even even wound the clock, nor was it at an hour. It was set at like 5.47 or something. So I guess it was just chiming at a random time. Okay. I've seen a shadow move towards the door while I was outside smoking. I thought it was my mom, but when I opened the door, no one was there. Bobby used to smoke in the house. We smell smoke in certain areas of the house. Um, I came home late one night and my mom was asleep in her room. I went in there and turned off the TV and covered her with a blanket and turned off her light. I walked into the kitchen and from the entrance of the hallway, I distinctly heard, Gavin, whispered fairly loud. I walked over and no one was there. I could have sworn it was my mom and she was still asleep. So, um, my mom has a really, like, terrifying story. Um, I think I'm like Max. That's like, (laughs) are you Max? No, I can do it. I can do it. (laughs) Can you? It's like, a lot of it's like really cliche. Like, didn't believe her the first couple times. And then, like, I heard it from, like, everybody's perspective in the family. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, but my mom was like roughly 14 and she and a couple of girlfriend, girlfriends were playing with a Ouija board and, um, they asked who they're talking to and it spelled out, um, major mayhem, which is like another name for the devil. And, but they thought they were talking to like an army guy or something, you know? And they were like, what do you want? And it spelled out, surrender your souls. They're like, well, we're not going to do that. And, um, it said then one of, one of you will die. And then, like, within a few months, one of the girls fell off her horse and broke her neck and no. died. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that- <laughs> <laughs> Family girl moment. No, yeah. that was... Yeah, no, don't. 
she totes died. Um, <laughs> Can we turn off my headphones? <laughs> I'm, I'm done. It is just starting. You don't even know. Um, oh, wow. Oh, jeez. So <laughs> then, like, weird things started happening in the house. Like, he's just, like, little things, like... Um, this was the house your mom grew up in? Yeah. Okay. In Staten Island. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. It's just, I can't. Go ahead. I can stop. No, no. It's a show. Um, like, bureaus would be moved in front of doors so that you couldn't get into rooms, and, like, windows would look like they were going to, like, explode and then just kind of go back in place. And, um, you know, just, yeah, doors opening and closing, things going on and off. And, um, but for whatever reason, like, uh, it was my mom her two brothers and their parents that lived in this house for whatever reason the men in the house like never experienced any of it um and they thought that my mom and grandmother were going crazy um so one night my grandfather was out of town and there was like all this commotion in the hallway and uh, my two uncles like shared a room that had all these drawers like I, i don't know a dozen or so drawers and um and in the morning, they saw that there were, all the drawers were, like, stacked in the middle of the hallway, just, like, neat little stacks. And, um, you like, know, like, what are you? What were you doing last night? And they were like, I, I thought it was you. And, okay. Um, so then all this stuff keeps happening. And, like, um, by this point, my grandmother's just, like, lost her mind. And, um, and so my grandfather goes out of town again and he traveled a lot and um so my mom invited her friend and her mother over to like stay and keep them company and um so they had um, a basement that was like a rec room and um my mom and her friend are downstairs and they're talking whatever and they had like an l-shaped couch and like an l-shaped table and so they heard somebody walking downstairs and it sounded like they were dragging like a heavy carpet or something door opens nobody's there walk by like they feel a breeze goes back upstairs door closes behind it so they run upstairs screaming and they go to like all sleep in the same bed together and um at some point in the night there's like a cloud that forms in the room and it's like this guy with with these like big brass buckles on his shoes and um it was like my uh the friend's mom said to my mom like adrian do you see that she's like yeah i see that and she's like all right i'm gonna tear a magazine so that in the morning we know that this happened we didn't imagine this oh that's so smart yeah yeah wise girls um yeah so then later that same night they hear like all of this screaming like a crowd of people just screaming so they go downstairs coming from the basement um the friend's mom like kicks the door open it just stops it's just silence um but they had a dog who is did you want to say okay they had a dog who was just like going crazy barking like all around um so they were like okay this is enough you know like enough of this but my grandfather never believed them because he never experienced any of it so then one day he's um in the basement and um watching a football game or some sort of game that was important and the TV, like, would go off, and then it would come back on again, and, but all the other electricity was fine, you know, and it would go off, and it would come back on, and it was driving me crazy, he's like, damn it, I don't believe you're an effing ghost, and, um, with that, the recliner that he was sitting in was picked up, and he was thrown into the TV, no. 
Yeah. And, um, no way. This is like, this is like, um, exorcist. Ex- yeah, like exorcist stuff. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I do, I do have one question. Yeah. Like, uh, when all this stuff was going down, like, why didn't anyone decide to, like, move? Well, <laughs> I know, I always wonder that too. <laughs> yeah. like, I, yeah, I never sorry. really, I never really understood it myself, oh. you know what I mean? Because, like, I have two thoughts on that. Okay. First thought? No, I want to finish your story. Um, Well, I'm almost done. Yeah. Um, And I would have to explain a lot of family dynamics that were. Yeah, he was in the recliner. He was thrown into the TV. And so, so then he's like, okay, maybe, maybe you're a ghost. Okay. So, um, they called uh, a ghost. Sorry, a Ghostbuster, which actually exists. I guess they called him from Germany, Um, (laughs) and. they, I don't know, did all this, whatever they do, um, but found out that this guy was, like, a real guy, and they found his tombstone, and um, it turned out that, and see, this is where it's, like, so cliche, but <laughs> this house was built on Indian burial grounds, um, really? and, yeah, in, yeah, somewhere in, oh. maybe it wasn't, I don't know, whatever, anyway, um, and this guy who had built this house got into like a conflict with the tribe and had um killed one of the females by like grabbing her by the hair and like dragging her over rocks till she died um and s- what that'll kill her. that'll do it eventually and then had put her in the house like put her in the wall and like covered her with bricks and so they imagine that, like, when she he was moving, like, all the drawers out, that he was, like, trying to get her body again. That was, like, the dragging that mm-hmm. they heard coming down the stairs. Um, so how did they find out all this information? Did they, like... There were, like, records, record? yeah. Um, so, um, and then the, the reason, this is what, like, the Ghostbuster said, <laughs> that the men never experienced any of it is because the grandfather was, like, protecting the men of the family like oh thanks grandpa yeah. <laughs> so sweet so they had um some they said that poltergeists like hate noise and so they had like some huge party and people came in and oh, <laughs> played <laughs> the dog the uh, dog ghost out there um they played instruments and whatever and they never heard from harry again wow so well there's oh, two things God. like um Okay. First of <laughs> all, you said why not, why not sell the house? Well, first of all, a lot of people don't want to... I grew up in a haunted house, which my parents never acknowledged. And my whole upbringing, my siblings and I, well, my sister and I especially, would always complain to my parents how the house was haunted and where stuff happened constantly. And we kept going to my parents, and they kept saying that, don't worry, nothing's wrong, you're imagining things, which makes you feel crazy. But also, yeah. they don't want to acknowledge it because... They're scared too, right? And they think, well, if I just say it's not happening, maybe it'll just go all away. Be real. Yeah. Exactly. But when we did finally sell the house, my dad said, "By the way, <laughs> that place was haunted." I'm so glad we got out of there. But another thing is that um, a couple years ago, one of my girlfriends, um, Lisa, you know, oh. um, invited me yeah. to a really amazing. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, you know her too. I do. She invited me to this really incredible dinner party, and I didn't know what I was in for. But she invited a psychic, and there were like six of us. And the psychic um, she hired talked a little bit about, you know, we talked about why there are ghosts and why there are spirits, which I never could fully understand. And she said, um, first of all, a lot of children, and I told her how I you know, felt uh, and saw things in my house growing up. And she said, I believe that because as a child, you're not told it's taboo. So it's so ghosts often make themselves visible to children 
well, technically they're visible to everybody, but adults right. choose not to see it. Or you'll be like, oh, I thought I heard something, but no, certainly there was nothing there. Because right. you'll convince yourself logically that that didn't happen. But another thing that she said that was so fascinating was that, you know, she communicates with uh, ghosts and with spirits. And she did that night. It was like a seance. It was really crazy. But, um, you know, one thing she explained is that, you know, whether good or bad, that they're trapped between earth and something else that they have unfinished business and so that's why when people say friendly ghost or uh, bad ghost or whatever it's because it's really the temperament of the person in the situation they were in before they left the earth and she said you know basically at the end of the night after invoking all these spirits she did blessings and everything to get them out of the space and then she said you have to acknowledge them. Like, if you ever encounter that situation, whether friendly or not friendly, you have to acknowledge them because they're frustrated that you're not. And I thought that was really interesting because I remember my aunt growing up, she said she stayed in a hotel that was haunted and she knew there was a ghost in the room. Not, a like, anything threatening or anything, but she said when she sat down in the room, she were she had been told once before that you should acknowledge them, and she said, Hi, I'm Arden. I know you're here. <laughs> I know that I'm not alone. I just want to acknowledge you. Just let me be the rest of the night. And like nothing else happened. And I was like, wow. And that always stuck with me. Because I was like, I can't believe she had the guts to do that. Yeah, I feel like well, that takes guts. Yeah. Right. And so I thought that, you know, after learning that, I guess, you know, thinking of it that way and seeing that their spirits trapped between here and somewhere else and they have unfinished business, it makes it a little less daunting and so now like whenever I do feel that way I try to I know but when they finish I want them to finish their business so that they can like rest in peace and I feel I feel like the desperation for them and I feel like this deep sadness that like this is eternal and like Mm -hmm. is there any way for them to make the transition like maybe when you guys like did music and stuff for Harry that like he was able to was able to go or something because I just feel like so so bad for them and like I will kind of um I I kind of wrap this up with like a good positive kind of story because I feel like these are so scary to me. I mean, this is literally like so scary to me and I just got over like an issue with my apartment um, for the past couple months where I've been not enjoying being there. Um, So I'll try to wrap it up on like a little bit more of a positive um, spirit thing and then, and then maybe we can call it a night, but I I don't want you guys to leave me. (laughs) Just slumber party. Staying here all night. Yeah. Um, My, my grandfather passed away in 2006. Uh, Super amazing human being and great guy and um it was tragic that he died you know he was 78 but he had cancer um and anyway he um always to me always told me to save my pennies i probably told you the story oh, before no. Did I ever tell you, you told the me the story okay in the parking lot oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um he always told me to save my pennies i he, I grew up in New York. He's, he I, he was in Utah, so I wasn't around him all the time. But that was, like, one reoccurring theme whenever he would come visit for the summer because they would stay at my house for the summer. Um, and um, so, anyway, um, ever since he's passed away, I find pennies always in the weirdest spots where you're not just like, oh, I did laundry and here's a penny <laughs> that fell out of my pocket. It's, like, literally, like, I'll be sitting here the whole night. I'll be sitting here the whole night. All of a sudden, I look down and there's been like a there's a penny now, but it wasn't you know it's like right. things like that. And so um, one specific, two specific things, uh, experiences of finding the penny. Um, I hate flying. I'm very f- scared of flying. Um, I've gotten better, but when I book my ticket, I'm very 
you know, particular, like I look at the number of the flight, like U.S. Air flight 1068. I'm like, could that sound like it'd be on the news? Like, I kind of <laughs> like, I really overanalyze. That's great. And so oh, I, great. and then I look at like the type of plane, the like the people who train the pilots for that specific airline. Like I get very... I need to feel comfortable when I purchase my ticket. I'm like, okay, these people haven't had a crash in recent years. And okay, these, so anyway, I had been trying to book a flight for like two days, but it was like, I just couldn't bring myself. I wasn't finding the right combination of like numbers. You know, I'm crazy. And, um, my closet is to my, was to my right. This is in my old apartment. And, um, the, there's a sliding glass mirror for the closet and it's on like a track, like mm-hmm. a running track of metal. And the door was, the, the mirror was open. So it was like, I was just sitting next to the closet part and there's a shelf with sweaters, all that kind of stuff. Um, and <clears throat> so I was sitting there, sitting there hours, 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 hours. All of a sudden a penny came crashing down and like landed right next oh, to wow. me. And, um, and I looked down and I was just like, all right, grandpa, I'll book this flight. <laughs> oh, like, thanks, Gramps. Like I know, yeah. like, and I, and so I feel like, um, it can be positive too. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like my grandpa is stuck here at all, but I feel like he's like looking out for, for well, maybe me that's what sure. she means by unfinished business that he's going to be here, like looking after you, protecting you until he feels like he doesn't need to. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And my brother, really cool. Yeah. yeah. My, my brother and my mom are very similar to, uh, to myself. Like my dad and my sister have like, they're very Italian, very kind of hard and like tough, but my mom, my brother and I are very sensitive and we're very aware to that, aware of that stuff. And it seems to happen to us, you know, rather than them. Mm-hmm. And then the one other story of the penny I'll mention real quick is I was also in the airport and I had been sitting I was really early for my flight and um always just anxious nervous whatever just kind of trying to get through it and I had my I had my bag here and I had just been sitting my bag was next to like my right foot or something and I had been sitting 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 I was like on the phone with my mom I was you know reaching my bag for stuff and um all of a sudden I look I look back down and there's a penny directly in between my feet and it's like I know for a fact it wasn't there and I wasn't handling cash. I wasn't doing anything. I was literally just kind of like sitting, waiting, sitting, waiting, sitting, waiting right there. And then the other time I found a penny was, um, and this might not sound as crazy, but um, again, I'm not handling money. I don't really carry around pennies in my pocket, um, or stuff unless I find one for my grandpa. But um, <laughs> I, it's all, it, a lot of the time has to do with flying. And so I um, had been on a flight. I stood up and I was leaving. You know, we got off the plane and, you know, you kind of wait and wait by your seat until everyone like deplanes. And so I was waiting, 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 waiting. And, um, and I started to like leave the seat once my row was kind of going. But then I thought, oh, I don't want, I want to make sure I didn't forget anything. So I looked back and there was a penny sitting right at the top of top of the seat wow. and so it's like it's wow. yeah 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 so really i feel like cool. that's positive yeah i think he's leaving little tokens yeah he definitely yeah. Is. He oh, doesn't want to scare oh, you can i tell one more story and yeah. then people listening to the podcast if you guys like want to shut it off be, more, <laughs> be my guest um but this is the last story with my grandpa um and i know this was him i know it from like every fiber in my being it was definitely him i have a box uh that i made in high school that i keep it was i made it like technology class um good thing I did not go into like constructing things but anyway it's I it's in my closet whenever I go home to visit it's still there but it's like tucked away like they're still clothes it's it, you know above it hanging over the box I never go into it really mm-hmm. um but I have kind of nice keepsakes in there things that I want to remember so I have a letter in there from my grandfather um along with one from my cousin Lauren I have was home visiting um, my mom had cleared a shelf for me in the closet to put my clothes away, but I'm um, lazy, and so I never put my clothes <laughs> into that shelf. So it was an empty shelf. It was winter time. I was 
sitting at the base of my closet tying up boots because it was like snowing out or something and I always leave these boots home in this closet in New York when I go home to wear them so I was tying up my boots put on my boots go out you know nothing no big deal whatever I come back and I go to put throw my shoes back in the closet and there was a letter um hanging off the shelf like like kind of hanging off the shelf like very almost like sloppily like it was kind of just like right there and then there was a letter on the floor and it and it and it looked to me like um, I thought, well, maybe my mom put him. I don't know, but I knew that letter was in my box along with the other one, and I haven't looked at it in years. Yeah. So um, I was like, oh yeah, letter from Grandpa. Whatever. Didn't really think twice. Um, read it. Went to bed. Um, had it sitting out on my nightstand. My mom woke me up in the morning, and she noticed it was my grandpa's handwriting. And she's like, oh, what's this? And my grandpa had been, you know, gone for a couple years at this point. So, um, so I said. Oh, it was a letter from Grandpa. Or I said it was a letter from Grandpa. You sent it to me when I was in college, and I just I found it last night in my closet. Or no, I said no, I didn't say that. I said I found. I said I found it in the closet, but I figured you'd put it there. And she's like, I've never seen this letter in my life. Wow. And I just and both of us just kind of froze and stopped. Wow. And um and it was like he put that there because he wanted me to read it. And in oh. the way the move, like just the way it was positioned, it looked like someone who didn't have hands wow. tried to physically put something somewhere for somebody but it was like too difficult for them Mm -hmm. and the one letter fell you know and the other one was just kind of like just hanging over like teetering teetering really and so and it was a completely empty shelf there's nothing nothing on the shelf that's amazing yeah Yeah. so those are like positive experiences because the I just have to reassure myself because it's like I'm scared and I don't want to go home (laughs) (laughs) no that's really zombie monsters and the ghost stories yeah that's a that's really amazing yeah but when you said, you know, that stuff you. never happens to your brothers, it makes me think, I'm sure stuff like that My does, or your sister, yeah. but she's not opening herself to it. Right. So, like, for example, the penny or the letter, she may have just been like, oh, letter, weird, uh, yeah. moved on. Yeah. You know, rather than thinking, like, oh, thinking, like, <laughs> about right, that being right, something else. Right, so. right, right. Definitely. And I always, and sometimes I'll say, like, Grandpa, I haven't gotten a penny from you in a while. Aww. Not that I get one instantly when I say that, but... I will, you know, I will kind of think about it. But anyway, this has been a very, very interesting uh, podcast for After Buzz TV because we really got into... We got in deep. Yeah. yeah, Not the show, but (laughs) we got... No, we we did get into the show, but... We we, did. um, We did. Very interesting subject matter. And um, if you guys have anything else to say, any Twitters, anybody, anything, (laughs) (laughs) any ghosts want to follow us on Twitter um, (laughs) rather than our homes? I have a lot of ghost followers right now. Hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm really at several million (laughs) ghost followers. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Kidding. Very cool. Well, um, you can follow me at Kristen Carney on Twitter and check out my blog, setthesmallstuffwithkristen.com. And. You We're all together. Oh, go ahead. No, you. I'm done. You were going to say, oh, Kendra Cavasel, K-E-N-D-R-A-K-A-B-A-S-E-L-E. Couple for Mayor, Twitter, on a couple, Facebook. Awesome. And uh, Twitter is at Molly Comedy, and my website's mollyharpercomedy.com. We'll see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.